know the logo or symbol, I don't know what you want to call it, for the theater? It's a face like this and a face like this. Two faces. And um, speaking of two faces, could you imagine not this, a, a head that had this face and then turn around? Now that's who we are. We've got a front and a back. But what if we had this and then... Two faces. And we even have the expression, you're so two-faced. You're so two-faced, meaning you say one thing to one person and another thing to another. And this is the scripture today. But let me take care of a little piece of business. I don't want to leave the ladies out. It says, so will my father forgive you unless each of you forgives his brother. So let me say, and each of you forgives her sister. So none of you think you can escape this. We must not be two-faced. And I don't think that Jesus is literal in one part of this. And I'll give you my reason. If we listen to the prodigal son story, which we just heard the other day, clearly Jesus gives to us an image of God that is completely forgiving. More than we can ever imagine. But Matthew, who speaks a very Jewish message, paints this picture and says that unless you forgive, your father won't forgive you. Is that the evidence that Jesus lives? I don't think so. Is it hyperbole? I think probably. But I think more than that. Sometimes there's only a certain way to get a message across to certain people. And basically says, if you're two-faced... You're going to get exactly what you gave. Don't think it can be any different. This particular gospel story, this message is so clear and evident. And quite frankly, I'm glad that Jesus ends it the way he does. Unless you forgive your brother, then God will not forgive you. Not because it's so, but it's because, I think, it's the only language sometimes that we can understand. And in the story, that's the story he paints. You know, when you listen to the details of the Gospels, they're always so rich. This man says he's going to throw his servant in jail because he hasn't paid his debt. And the servant falls down on his knees and begs him, please, just give me time and I'll repay you. And there's a nice little phrase here. He says, the master was moved to compassion. He looked at his servant who was unable to pay and he was moved to compassion. Now this is the man in power. This is the boss. This is the big cheese. He doesn't have to be moved with compassion. He's talking to his servant. Pay me or else. But he sees this vulnerability, he sees this, this inability in his servant, and he feels compassion. And then the next detail is more alarming. He doesn't say, okay, I'll give you more time. He says, okay, I'll write off the debt. You don't ever have to pay me back at all. That's huge. Now let's pause, okay? I don't want anyone to raise their hand. How many of us would do that? Let's say somebody owed us $1,000 and they promised to pay it by last March 1st. 
And here it is the 13th. Thank God it's not Friday the 13th. And we said, where is that money? I've given you extra time. I want it today. Please, let, let me have a little more time. How many of us really, even if we were moved with some compassion, would say, okay, keep the thousand, it's all right. All right, I'll give you an extra week. Maybe, maybe we'd say that. Another day, maybe. But wipe out the debt? What person would do that? But more, what person, if we got the debt removed from us completely, would then turn around and make someone pay us a small amount because that's what they owed us? So what's going on with this person? To the master, thank you. To his, to his fellow servant, pay me or else. Thank you. Pay me or else. Do I have to do it again? It, it is so gross. Thank you. Pay me or else. Now, put them all in prison. Wife, children, take all the property. Whoa. And how embarrassing to even imagine that any of us, or all of us, could be two-faced. But that's the power of this gospel. To face us with truth. With simple truth. It is easy to be two-faced. Unless the forgiveness that we experience from God is actually transforming us. And the truth of the gospel, perhaps it isn't, and unless you forgive, God won't forgive you. Maybe it's truer to say, and unless you forgive, God can't forgive you. He can't. Because when he tries, how can you be receptive, really, uh, to a forgiveness that completely transforms you if you don't forgive here? If your face is negative and, and refusing here, how can it be accepting here, really? Oh, you might feel more like, wow, oh, I got off the hook. But that's not the same as, I've been forgiven. So when we go to confession, the old image is, we go into confession to erase the board. Father, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, I'm sorry for my sins. I've been forgiven, which is different than coming into confession, confessing my sin because I'm really aware of it, and I know God has forgiven me from head to toe, inside out, and I'm filled with peace, filled with gratitude, filled with love, and I feel completely transformed. Now, the gospel didn't know that St. Bernard Church was planning its penance service in two weeks on the 27th, a Tuesday evening. Your job, your job is to go out and bring in everyone you can to our penance service. We're going to have about 10 priests here. Your job is to take this gospel and realize how transforming and powerful this could be for anyone. Your job is to find your children that have strayed your brothers and sisters who aren't coming to church, don't shame them, don't guilt them, don't, don't plead or beg or insult them, but just say, you know, we're having a beautiful penance service on Tuesday. This is a really renewing night. I just want to invite you if you'd like to come. Plant the seed. And whatever happens, happens. If, if God's calling them back and, and they hear it, they hear it. If they don't, they're not ready. Your job is to make sure your neighbors know 
Just tell them we're having a beautiful penance service. I'll give you a ride if you like. Because I tell you, if before Easter we have an experience, and this penance service, it's lovely because it's a celebration of reconciliation and healing and then an opportunity for individual confession. And because there will be lines, we may get the point we don't have to go through and give uh, the whole story of our lives. Just honestly, sincerely say, I've sinned. Name them and, and ask for forgiveness. And then together we celebrate this, this. And if we are touched really with the compassion and forgiveness of God, then perhaps we will find that we don't just feel forgiven, but we feel transformed. And that this face that says, thank you so much, Lord, can look this way and say, and I forgive you too. Then we know the the compassion and love of God has changed our hearts.